drink. I was going to go totally sober until my birthday, and then we started this podcast. <laughs> everybody this is an extra micro brew and we are tossing in to start your week welcome to the bears and brews podcast i'm pam <laughs> sorry this is what happens when i have a drink um hi everyone i'm salome yes welcome i guess you already know that though. yeah <laughs> um okay so the, for this micro brewing i wanted to toss this in um, we have an, another one kind of ready to go also for later this week, but this is something that's very, very important, um, that I wanted to take a few minutes to discuss. So last Monday, October 9th in Grand Teton National Park, a sow grizzly was struck by a semi truck on part of the highway that goes through the park oh. and she seems okay. This is Grizzly Bear 610, who we, oh. I think, talked about in the first episode. Yeah, and I knew that there was a theory that she'd been hit by a car of some sort. She was hit by a semi-truck? As a, they're saying that, or perhaps um, something with dual tires. So it could be like a big pickup, with a big dually pickup. Oh, because they were able to see the tire marks? Yeah, but based on the length of them, they think it was a semi oh that is so sad so the person took off they did not report it so 610 was found laying on the side of the road we're gonna link an article and there she it's not gory or anything it's it's just a little sad because um a photographer was out there and took some photos of her um kind of laying off in in the woods a little bit away from the road because she laid by the road for a few hours and then she got up mm. went into the woods a little to go be with her cubs god i hope she's yeah, I actually found out. I started getting text messages, not not even like Instagram DMs. I started getting actual texts on my phone asking about 610. And I was like, what? And so um, I had to hop on the, the social medias <laughs> and see. And there was a lot of <laughs> there was a lot. of. I know I'm so old. There was a lot of speculation at first about what might have happened and what the Rangers did and stuff. But I just want to clarify, they monitored her. They were, you know fully ready to actually stay there all throughout the night monitoring her from from a safe distance but she got up she walked into the woods um she wasn't limping or she was a little slow but she did not seem injured they did not haze her as was previously reported what does that mean using her so that's when they will scare them out of an area so they will do so that they don't go into the road yeah. Mm -hmm. um, cracker shells. Uh, there's a thing called a bear banger, which is like, it's almost like a flare, but instead of shooting up a flare, it, it like makes a big banging noise um, to scare them away. Sometimes they'll even shoot rubber bullets at them. That's pretty extreme. Aww. But yeah, she was not hazed. Um, and then the next morning, so Tuesday, last Tuesday, she was seen uh, you know, foraging around and she seemed totally fine. 
and then she went into the back country. I was in the park on Saturday, just this past Saturday. And um, I wasn't there looking for her. So a lot of the guides and photographers kind of started this little movement, um, hashtag be a friend to 610. And it was started by a friend of mine named Bo, who is a guide in the area. And a lot of guides and photographers decided they weren't going to go out and try to find her and try to see how she was doing and take any photos because they want, you know, she needs to have time to heal and be better without the stress of humans. Yeah, that's good for them. Yeah. And a, most people were on board with it, too. Um, and she was seeing on Saturday, I didn't know this until after I got back. So again, I, I did not go out there with any intention of trying to find her or, or see her. Um, but yeah, she was seen Saturday morning with her cubs and they all seemed just fine. So hopefully there's no internal damage. There doesn't seem to be any external damage. There was no blood, nothing like that. So hopefully she'll be okay. But PSA to everyone, if you do find yourself in that situation where you've, you know, hit a bear or wildlife in Yellowstone, you call the park rangers, right? Or national parks number um, as soon as possible. Yeah, I think in that case, uh, I, I mean, if that were me, I would have called 911 because it's going to dispatch rangers anyway while you're in the park. Um, now, this section. I didn't know that. Mm hmm. Yeah, I've, I've called 911 in Yellowstone a couple times for various reasons um, to report somebody who um, literally almost killed their children with them driving. Um, I remember that. Yeah. And then I've also called to help someone who's been in an accident. Um, yeah. So they'll they'll dispatch like the park EMS, basically. Um, and in this case, this highway uh, it basically goes from Jackson on the east side of the park up. It'll connect to Dubois and Casper and stuff like that. So it's not the park road. It is an actual highway. And a lot of people are trying to get the speed limit lowered. Right now, it's 55 in the light and 45 in the dark. And the reason, you know, other than the 610 stuff, the reason why I really wanted to do this you know, release of this actual microbrewing is because I had a situation on Saturday in the park with some drivers that I want to talk about as well. So I want to talk about driving in these wildlife heavy areas. Um, but the Jackson Hole Wildlife Foundation, which we've linked before, we've linked a map of their, um, they have uh, maps of the hotspots for wildlife um, strikes and things like that. And if I ever get our website off the ground, we'll, <laughs> we'll have all these resources on there as well. Uh, but they are in all the show notes. Um, you might have to scroll back a little, but... I thought you just wanted to have an X and not have a website because you love X so much. I thought that was the plan. No, I've, I'm going back and forth on X. <laughs> I mean, I know you love it, so... Well, it's unfortunate that it is one of the best ways to get our name out there. Um, there is some push to get the speed limit lowered. It seems like the driver was probably speeding, but I, I don't know if that's true. So I don't, I don't want to just assume that. Um, but 
you know, whether it was, it's definitely, definitely want to not speak that makes it more likely that that'll happen, right? Absolutely. Just a general, generally good policy. Yeah. And I mean, I'm the person who's going to go 90 on the freeway. Like I, it's <laughs> not you. Um, yeah, I am generally a very fast driver. Um, but if I'm anywhere where there's wildlife, I do not fuck around. So even in Yellowstone, the, the speed limit in most places is 45, um, uh, 24 hours a day. It's not different at night. At night, I'll usually go 30 or 35. Um, and Island Park in Idaho, that speed limit is 65 the whole time. In When you're going through the little um, parts of civilization, drops to 45. But I have seen... That just seems too fast. Yeah. And I mean, especially when you have elk, moose, uh, white-tailed deer, mule deer, pronghorn, grizzly bears, black bears. All of those things get hit on these roads. So I have some stats for us to go over. Um, but, and we're kind of going all, all over the rails here, <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to talk about some tips and tricks and general cadence of driving in wildlife heavy areas because the last thing we want to do is hit anything um whether it's an animal that's plentiful or not so and for 610 and in, in particular i just want to say this real quick before we get on on to you know some of the other things from a scientific standpoint she's a very important member of the ecosystem she is about she's 17 and she's the most productive offspring of Grizzly 399, who we've talked about before. They call her the Queen of the Tetons. She's famous for a million different reasons, and 610 is her daughter. So 610 has raised... The number one reason is her being awesome. <laughs> they're just both amazing. That's, yeah, you need to know that they're both amazing. They are. And, you know, that's just, if all we're looking at it is, if if we're taking the humanizing out of it, she is an important individual for her species in the ecosystem. Now, adding the human standpoint into it, uh, I just love her and I want her to be safe and I want her to be okay. And before this year, I had only seen her one time from very, very far away for three seconds maybe. And then this year I've gotten to see her and her triplet cubs a lot. And She's the one who, when my mom was down here, we saw them. She started like tearing up. <laughs> Your mom is so cute. Oh, yeah. I know she like lives in the middle of Alaska. She comes down here and she's tearing up about these bears. But you know, <laughs> it's she's very important, um, regardless of the motivation behind it. So it was a huge deal last week. Uh, it was just utter madness. So. Anyway, um, so let's get on to kind of some of the some of the numbers and and why we want to be a little extra careful. So especially when you have these dark animals, their fur basically absorbs all that light. So I'm going to tell a story here in a little bit about a moose on Saturday. Um, we did not see this moose. It didn't get hit. For I'm just going to say that, but. We did not see this moose until it was literally right in front of the car. Oh my God. Uh, because when it's so dark, even when you have your lights on, 
they just swallow up all all that light. They don't have like retro reflectors on their antlers and stuff. No, I would volunteer to go out and you know put those on them. But... <laughs> put them on. <laughs> um, yeah, and there are some species like bison whose eyes don't reflect in lights. So, oh yeah, and also they'd have to be looking like right at or you know within the the range of the headlights, right, for it to reflect back for eye shine. Yep. Um, and that, you know, that's why I drive really slow. I, I have hit one animal, well, technically two. I ran over a little tiny chipmunk in okay. Southern Utah and I cried. Uh, and then I did hit the ass end of a deer a few years ago in Utah, but it was like, I just barely clipped his, like his flank and he was fine and I was fine. And he just like went off doing his thing. So, mm-hmm. um, I drive a lot at night around or in the dark around here because I will leave my house at like 3 a.m. to go catch sunset in the park or sunrise in the park or I'll go for sunset and be coming back after dark. And it's it's very nerve wracking. A few weeks ago, I was come, driving home from Yellowstone and there was a car coming the other way and another car completely riding their ass. And this is through Island Park where the speed limit is 65. And and I will say this. I do drive a lot slower, but I pull over when people want to go around me. We're going to talk about that as well uh, when we go over our tips for driving in these areas. But they had their brights on and they wouldn't shut them off. And it it didn't help at all because, you know, when... When, a, when it's dark out and a car's coming, and even if they don't have their brights on, there's like a split second where you can't really see yeah, uh, yeah. directly in front of you. Absolutely. Well, two elk decided to jump out into their, or try to cross the road in their lane at no. that second. So probably 15 feet from where I was sitting, I see this elk just get oh, hit no. and the car behind them was riding their ass so bad they like bumped over the elf and i was worried that you know i i looked and i saw its legs in the light and i was like fuck and i thought i was worried if they hit it it would fly into me um it didn't everyone was fine except the elk but you know it's so sad and you know we've i've came up on somebody who totaled their van five minutes before we got there um, from hitting an elk in almost that exact same spot, actually. Uh, I know people who have died from hitting moose in Alaska. And, you know, it's, it's, we've talked about it before. It's in vehicles are the number one killer of wildlife in the country. So there's about, there's about 700,000 to 2 million wildlife vehicle collisions a year. And the reason why that estimate is so wide is because a lot of people don't report it um, if it doesn't cause damage. Fucking sad. Um, and like, for instance, this past winter, there was a semi that hit and killed like 19 bison outside West Yellowstone. And so that's one accident, 19 bison. How does that even happen? What is... Yeah, well, some of those had ended up having to be put down, uh, so they didn't die in the collision, but they died because of it. Yeah, but, like, they're still, like, it. how do you even hit that many, like... Oh, my God, this section of road, do you remember... Okay, remember living in Alaska, how they don't really plow, so in winter, you're just driving on, like, packed snow? 
a layer of snow and ice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember tons of plowing, but it never, there's several months where you just don't see the pavement. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's kind of like that um, out there. So in between like West Yellowstone and Bozeman mm-hmm. uh, in particular, it's really treacherous. It goes through national forests and some canyons and stuff. And they don't salt the roads because then it bring salt would bring down all the wildlife oh. to lick it off the roads. Right. With that. Yeah, so those accidents cause over 29,000 human injuries and over 200 human fatalities a year just in America. And it's a billion dollars worth of property damage yearly. Holy cow. Okay, so very, a very big deal. Very big deal. And you wanted some good stats, so I have a couple good ones, and then we'll get right into some tips and things like that. Uh, so in Banff, in Alberta, Canada, in Banff National Park, they installed 22 wildlife underpasses and two overpasses, and that reduced roadkill by 80%, Aww. which is a huge fucking number. Uh, I know that there's one in Utah in one of the canyons um, near like Salt Lake or something. And every once in a while, you can look up like UDOT or Utah Department of Transportation. They have like a TikTok and an Instagram because they're cool. <laughs> they're no, I, I don't know. Anyway, they have uh, like videos of um, the wildlife going across because they have an overpass there. And it's really cute. And it has like rocks and stuff on it, I think, to make it feel more natural. But I guess it takes them a little bit to get adapted to it. But then I think they see you know, other wildlife crossing and... Yeah, um, and that was actually the other one that I wanted to talk about. So yeah, UDOT put that in, they finished it in 2018, and it's over Parley's Summit, um, which which is on Interstate 80, which is one of like the main east-west thoroughfares in the country. In this case, they are, this is the last year of like the first five years of study because... Um, after about five years is when it kind of plateaus and and evens out so i don't have 2022 numbers but in 2021 over 700 animals used that crossing wow that's amazing so that's 700 that would have went over the freeway or not been able to get where they needed to go yeah i think about that here when there's like a new highway added and it really cuts off um, kind of like the mountains from more of like the foothills mm-hmm. um, and bodies of water and stuff. We just had a road that was expanded and it looks great now and everything, um, but I don't think that they put any wildlife overpasses in and it makes me sad because it's it's just like completely walled off on both sides and then it, it also dipped. So if wildlife were to try to cross, they might just get hurt even or, or die even without coming into contact with a car um but i don't know if they even could get across and there's tons of like bodies of water and stuff that i think they'd usually go to on the other side um that are down further in the valley and it just it makes me it's just sad sad dude well i have some unsad news okay the parley's summit overpass is the first one that was put in in utah and they are kind of using this to determine the other ones they're going to put in. So 
seeing as how this one is really successful. So there's a bunch of cameras up there, like you said, and 80% of the animals that use it, that see it, use it. So a very small percentage actually like aren't comfortable with it. Like kind of look at it or like, oh, never mind. Yeah, I think that looks a little sketchy. <laughs> so stuff like these are things. Okay, so these are some of the things that would be crossing. And this where this is at on the summit, I think it's like six or eight lanes at this point, um, three or four in each direction. And just semi trucks everywhere. People driving way too fast up and down, you know, through the curves. But stuff that uses that, that you can, and actually it's one of the sources in our notes today. You can go um, see the article in the video. But moose, bear, black bear, um, deer, bobcats, porcupines, coyotes. These are all things that, and you know, a shitload more. But those are some of the bigger ones that have used that. And it has resulted since they put it in in 2018 in 75 to 80 percent reduction of wildlife vehicle collisions that's amazing just that one overpass that's amazing yeah because how many times would it be like oh parley's is closed because someone hit a moose and life flight has to fly in or whatever yeah i mean the loss of life um loss of danger to human life that canyon is scary enough without wildlife all over it Mm -hmm. yeah it is so i mean 75 to 80 percent reduction yeah exactly well and then we saw that banff has that 80 percent reduction so these these overpasses and underpasses make a huge difference and um one of the places they're doing construction in between jackson and uh the small town of wilson is where a very very large majority of moose get hit in that area uh, just south of Grand Teton National Park, and one of they're redoing some of the highway anyway, but they are putting in underpasses, so uh, moose crossing underpasses, things like that, because the main that that area accounts. It's like a one mile stretch, and it accounts for the majority of moose strikes wow. in that whole county. They're putting in, I think, two underpasses along that stretch. Oh, thank goodness. So there is hope. And the shitty thing is we kind of have to wait. You know, they take a long time to build, first of all. But, um, you know, it it takes a lot to convince people to do it. I mean, the one that UDOT made costs, I want to say, like $8 million or $5 million. I can't remember the exact number to build that. But if you look at some of these other stats, you know, that's going to pay for itself pretty quickly in like not having those losses yeah property damage like all right stats aside so a couple a cup this is like my driving soapbox i guess (laughs) a lot of times in and around the national parks people are going slow for a multitude of reasons they've never been there before it's really pretty they're taking everything in um a lot of times Mm. People are towing campers or they're in a big RV. They literally can't go faster. Um, They might be nervous uh, driving where there's a lot of wildlife or drop-offs and and cliffs and canyons and things like that. So there, you know, there are people driving slower. Um, If you are one of those people, that's fine. However, please, for the love of God, fucking pull over. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Yellowstone in particular has pullout everywhere. And do you remember in Alaska, um, I don't know if it's statewide, but I know on the Seward Highway, if you have a certain number of cars behind you and you don't pull over, you can get a ticket because there's like no passing. There's no other way. And there's so many RVs up there in the summer. Yeah, I think I remember that around the inlet. I think there was something like that. I had to pull over and there were pullouts. Um, Cause yeah, that's a huge, it can be a huge issue. Yeah. And, and it's like, it's common courtesy um, because here's the thing. And, and this comes up a lot on like the Yellowstone Facebook groups, but people go, why does everybody want to drive so fast in the park anyway? Slow down, enjoy it, blah, blah, blah. Well, here's the thing. Not everybody is trying to go super fast. Some of us just want to drive around the speed limit. Uh, and yeah. it could be for a multitude of reasons. And to be quite honest, it's nobody's business why somebody wants to drive slower or faster. The point is you shouldn't be impeding others. So if some, like if I'm in the park, I'm going the speed limit, which is 45. Cause I can see like, it's, it's light out. I have good visibility. I feel comfortable going 45 and somebody is going really slow in front of me. That doesn't necessarily mean I should be an asshole. Right. Um, it's not going to make that person pull over any faster. And it's really unsafe. I mean, like I said earlier, that one car that hit that elk, the other car was on its ass behind it and hit the other elk. Um, I had that happen in the Tetons um, on Saturday that I want to talk about in a minute. But, you know, we've talked about it before, about like not honking in the park. Um, So bring your patience when you are driving through these areas but also if you are one of those people that wants to go slower just pull over get your ego out of it right even if you're going the speed limit if you have a line of cars behind you that's pretty dangerous and you need to pull over so just it's not about you get your ego out of it and just get out of the damn way because here you know not everybody is a visitor first of all some people work in the park and need to travel between areas to get to their jobs. Uh, Someone might have dinner reservations. Someone might have somebody who's injured in the car with them and they're trying to get to one of the clinics. Um, A lot of people will cut through Yellowstone um, because in a lot of ways it can be faster. I think we did that. Um, Yeah, like driving from Utah to Montana to see we have relatives in Montana. I think I remember going with my dad and cutting through the park a little bit. I have a friend who lives out in Cody, which is out the east entrance of the park. So I lived out, I live out the west entrance. She lives out the east entrance. If we were to not go through the park, it would take me like seven hours to get to Cody. But if we go through the park, it's like three and a half or four. So it can cut a lot of time off. So, you know, not only is not everybody a visitor, not everybody's a first time visitor. You know, maybe they are trying to get back to their camp before dark. My, my point is there's a shitload of reasons why people want to go faster or slower. To, regardless of which regardless of which side of that you're on, don't impede others and don't be a dick. Um, it's a lot less stressful for you and everyone behind you to just pull over. Mm-hmm. That being said, I have seen people driving way too fast and aggressive and being complete assholes in the park you shouldn't do that either again just try and be cognizant of what is going on around you absolutely um i drive slow in the park all the time Mm -hmm. 
uh, even if it's really light and I can see. Because I'm generally, I get a lot of wildlife out of my peripherals, even when I'm driving. It, like, even when I take people, as the driver, I still spot most of the wildlife. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. So again, just like if somebody's coming up behind you just in, and there's a pull off, just pull off early and sit for 10 extra seconds. Like it's not... It's not that difficult, right? Um, so keep that stuff in mind. Don't stop in the middle of the road. Uh, if there's an animal in the middle of the road and you literally can't go, that's a little different. Yeah. Or if an animal wants to cross the road, like we talked about before with that bear. And then on Saturday, we had a moose that wanted to cross. Um, so traffic stopped. But another thing too is don't hog a wildlife sighting. I have seen... I was in this huge bear jam last fall and there was literally a big ass pullout, maybe 30 feet in front of where people were stopped in the middle of the road, looking at this bear. And the way that it was, there was like a little, like a little, um, like cut bank. So if you were behind these cars, you could not see the bear. You had to be up where these cars were right by the pullout. Well, people were just stopping in the middle of the road and, and, that is a given in Yellowstone, no matter how many times people say don't do it. If there's wildlife, people are going to stop. Yeah. But the difference is stop real quick, get your picture, and move along. Yeah. Like, don't stop at all. But if you're going to, because people are, don't fucking sit there and ruin it for everybody else behind you who maybe has never seen a bear in their life either. Um, and then guess what? Go use that pullout. That's what it's there for. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. And, and I will say they could be marked better, especially at night. Sometimes you don't know they're there until it's too late um, to pull off. So if you do pull off on the side of the road for a wildlife sighting or to go fishing or whatever, um, you need to make sure all of your tires are on the other side of the white line. So none of your tires should be even on that white line in that space at all. That makes sense. Sometimes what it means is driving ahead, you know, going slow past the animal and getting a look and then turning around, coming back the other way, getting another look, turning around again. Like there's times when you just cannot stop and, and that's, yeah. that's okay. Like you get what you get, you know. But try your best to not have that happen. <laughs> Yeah, and another thing I see a lot is, like, people riding their brakes or braking, like, if a car's coming the other way, people will slam on their brakes or they are going around a curve and they'll brake or they'll ride their brakes at night, which is, like, blinding to the people behind them when there's no light pollution at all. Yeah, which also from a, I, I learned this from David, who's a mechanic uh, for a while, uh, it's better to for your car from a car maintenance standpoint to like break and then not break and then break again versus like riding them yeah. if that makes sense so also it's just better for your car but also like visibility the visibility thing yeah. is more important well and just, yeah. um you know you know what else can can help you slow down taking your foot off the gas you don't <laughs> have to step on the brakes every time to slow your vehicle down exactly like there's something to be said for driving more economically um coasting more and just not being yeah crazy when you drive for sure yeah absolutely 
So be safe. Again, I am one who drives really fast when it's safe to. Some would argue that's not safe, but uh, I could have arguments against that. But <laughs> when, when they're... Yeah, and I will. Um, but, you know, when you're in somewhere where there's a lot of wildlife and especially large wildlife, mm -hmm. be smart about it. Be safe. Slow down. Don't send that text. Dim your interior lights so that you can see outside better. There's all these little different things. So Saturday night, I went. so I went to the Tetons on Saturday. Uh, I just needed to get out of the house. I wanted to go for sunset. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just slept mm -hmm. right through the eclipse. Um, but mm -hmm. I went out there later in the day for early evening and sunset. And it was great. Saw a bunch of moose. Uh, everyone was being fairly decent. Um, not a lot of people because it's late in the season. And I'm on the highway, the same highway where 610 got hit. I'm not where she was hit. I'm further south kind of by the Jackson Hole Airport. And this truck had been on my ass so much. And again, the speed limit is 45 at night on this stretch. So I was going anywhere between like 43 and 47. Um, and we get to this point and there's like a shitload of bison all on the side of the road. So everybody kind of slows down a little. This truck, like I was getting so mad because... He had a million chances to pass me. That's another thing that drives me nuts. If I'm going the speed limit. Yes. And I can't safely pull off in this stretch because it was dark. And again, by the time I got to some of those turnouts, I would have had a slam on the brake. It just wasn't safe. Yeah. Um, and he could have passed me like 18,000 times. Oh, only 18,000 times? Oh, that doesn't sound that. No, maybe like four or five times. Um, but yeah, so he was all on my ass. And then... I caught up to the cars in front of me who were going slower anyway. So that's another thing. You know, if there's a line of cars and it's dark and you're in wildlife yeah. country, don't ride everybody's ass because they can't go any faster than the person in front of them. Yeah. Um, but again, if you're that person at the front. It just makes things more dangerous. Exactly. If you're the person at the front, pull the fuck over and let people pass you, first of all. But when you're in a situation where you can't, you know, we're like, 18 cars behind like there's no way we're gonna you know get up there and get past them anyway and it wasn't safe to anyway so all of a sudden the car in front of me like swir slams on their brake and swerves well there's a fucking moose he starts walking into the road <gasps> from the side of the road into my lane no. and thank god i was going like 40 at this point and this truck was so far on my ass and I like, I slammed and swerved because I generally, if an animal jumps out and no one's behind me, I usually will slam on the brakes versus swerving because I don't want to like roll the car. Yeah. Um, but in this case, that, that dude was so far on my ass and I was only going 40 and it was a straightaway. So, and nobody was coming the other way. So I did the brakes and I swerved and then like all the car stopped, like, he backed off for a little while after that and then got right on my fucking ass again. And I'm like, dude, we literally, I was probably not even 10 feet from hitting that moose. God. And we, you, like, we couldn't even see it until it was literally right in front of me because it's just so dark. Um, and moose are so dark, right? So I was just, 
I was like, you know what? I want to talk about this. Yeah. Because the shit was 610. People driving like assholes. You know, obviously, there are times when it's unavoidable road. Um, and and actually, side note, if anybody is traveling to the Tetons anytime soon, there are more elk inside that park right now than I've ever seen. And uh-huh. I think it's because I usually don't go to the Tetons this time of year. I'm usually in Yellowstone every weekend. And the elk refuge is right outside of Jackson. And so a lot of the ones from like the southern area of Yellowstone, they'll actually come down and move through and then winter at the National Elk Refuge. So if you are on that highway, Highway 89 or 26 by Moran, by Dubois, Jackson, anywhere around there, through the park, there are so many elk, even on the inside park roads, they're just everywhere right now. Uh, So you know, make sure we're being wildlife friendly as we're driving. And if you do hit something, fucking report it. Just call somebody. Be decent. Uh, If it, yeah, be decent. And there are times when it's unavoidable. But do your best to avoid it. And then those times will be the exception, not the rule. Absolutely. Very good advice. Anyway, so this is a, a long microbrewin because I feel like... Should we just make it a regular one? <laughs> we can. We'll just re-record the intro and be like, hey guys. So this will be like an in-betweener. Like in between a real app <laughs> and a microbrewin. But <laughs> that's what I... When I was driving through the park on Saturday, I was like, we have to record this. Like, I have to talk about this now. I would love it if people would share this episode in particular. Uh, all of them, really, are, are five listeners that we have. No, I'm just kidding. Um, share it with another five people. And like a, you know, this chain email letter thing? Oh, it's an MLM. Yeah. Forward this episode to five people and you will have great luck in your life. God, that feels creepy. Like I'm making some quotidian prediction. That's a complete <laughs> joke. Oops. Share the episode. Share the show uh one of the best ways for us to get heard by more people is listen if people can rate and review yes um because the more ratings and reviews that we have the kind of higher that goes in recommended shows Mm -hmm. for people so that would be much appreciated and make sure you hit us up on instagram and facebook just Bears and Bruce podcast. Oh, and threads, kind of, when I post on there. Uh, email us, bearsandbrucepodcast at gmail.com. I really would love to get you guys' feedback. Uh, we've already gotten some pretty good feedback and done things a little bit differently here and there. So love to hear that stuff. Also, if you don't agree with anything I'm saying, hey, I want to hear that too. Um, because I think respect. I don't. Yeah, I, I I just won't share it with all of my. Okay, thank you. I I don't I don't respond well to criticism, so just no one tell me anything bad ever. Things cool. Well, there's a difference between well, there's a difference between like criticism or hey your show sucks versus <laughs> hey I don't I don't agree with what you said here. Well, whatever that whatever the second thing is, I don't do super well with that either. So as long as they're respectful and based in fact. 
That's all I ask. Even if we can't see eye to eye. Yeah, I don't have a discussion with me about healthcare related stuff that's bullshit because I'm very sensitive to that. If you have no, if you don't bring the facts. But yeah, if you have a, like a conflicting source and want to talk about it, you know? Hell yeah. Or different experiences. We love to hear that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So uh, our next micro brew-in coming out on Friday, we will answer some questions and share some stuff from people. So look out for that. And then this week's main episode dropping on Wednesday, Wildlife Wednesday, is all about black bears. Woohoo! And we will also explain in that episode why it didn't come out last week. <laughs> will we? But this one is long enough. 